Sometimes I just want to give up, Jonathan. I know. <laughs> like, people online will be like, oh, Jim, you should kill yourself. And I'm like, you idiot. Like, I haven't thought of that. Oh, uh, yeah, get with, really. <laughs> they think they're so insightful. It's like as a novel concept that anybody who's taken time in a creative endeavor in an environment that is expressly designed to crush your spirit hasn't already thought about offing themselves. I mean, come on. As a, as a, as a, as a businessman and as a creative, I've worked all the angles. I've looked at every exit strategy. <laughs> I keep that in the playbook. As if I haven't thought of that myself. But you are, you're amazing. You're one of the all-time greats. You're beloved by hundreds of thousands, maybe millions. The the millions just don't watch every video, but there are you're known by millions. You're a you're a million known man. Million known. It's, it's a big deal. Why can't a million watch my videos? <laughs> <laughs> they will. It just needs to be like they hover over it. The the cursor hovers over the play button. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I like Jim, but do I like thinking? Do I like feeling anything complicated? Uh, just goat fuck or duck duck fart videos <laughs> instead. Just look at them, look at them humping. Is that what is that what's hot right now? Is it goat fuck videos? Yeah, duck fart. Yeah. Goat goat fucking duck <laughs> fart videos. Okay. It's just so easy. They don't want any thought. I know how stressed people are. They they don't want to have to feel any challenge at all. They they want a challenge in a video game where they're, they get told they're really good for doing the game good. So maybe you need to uh, have an achievement system. Like if you get through this whole video, you get a 10 gemster points, sterling coins. Yeah, build your achievements. Guys, challenge yourself. Watch me talk. I mean, I could do that or I could just film two goats fucking. That seems like the easiest <laughs> route right now. Jonathan was on Road Rules Northern Trail in 1998. Since then, he has appeared in precisely zero award-winning TV shows, blockbuster movies, or community theater plays. We are here to fix this. We are here to make Jonathan off Road Rules a star. Boston's favorite son will ride again. Seems like there's a spirit in the house. I guess. I am a spooky ghost, and I'm here to haunt you. I'm thinking of getting into the old haunting game, Jonathan. You're thinking of getting you to, to haunt? You want to haunt someone? I want to haunt someone. Specifically, I want to haunt you, Jonathan. Oh. I think it's about time you would do a bloody good haunting. Because that does well for people. Hauntings? Oh, yeah, you look at that house in Pontefract in the 70s or whatever. That got so much newspaper attention. That's true. The haunting the haunting action? What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that film, The Exorcism of Mary J. Blige. 
She's well known now. And there's no better sort of sympathetic angle that you could put onto a person than them sort of being trapped in this haunted house from which they can't escape probably because, you know, they made a poor investment, didn't read the contract well enough, got screwed by their real estate agent and their broker who were, you know, dealing on the side underneath the table. Yeah. And, you know, there you are. Haunted. It's believable. You're you're making me believe it, but I don't believe I don't believe in ghosts. I don't think they're real. How can you not believe in ghosts? Ooh. You hear that? Ghost. See, literally a ghost. You'll have to believe in ghosts if I'm in your house, literally haunting you. I would believe you are in my house. I would. So how, come on. How's a ghost? How's that gonna work? Right. This is how it's gonna work, right? You're gonna phone up like the fourteen times and Fangoria, and anything else that's enthusiast press about ghosts. Uh, Ghost Watch UK, you phone them up, you phone other ghost things, and you'd be like, right, come to my house, it's well haunted. Proper haunted. And they'll be like, what's happened? Well, first of all, there's a ghost. And you lift you lift the phone up, and you go, listen to that, and you'll just, you, you'll be, they'll be able to hear in the background, just... Oh, I'm a ghost. <laughs> and then Fangoria magazine will be like, well, that sounds like a ghost. We're going to go right around there for an exclusive report. What's your name? Jonathan. Sounds like the name of someone who should be famous and have a Netflix special. So Fangoria does... Uh, where do I even start? So they, they do reports on uh, spooky movies. Well, I mean, isn't that, the, isn't that the beauty of the situation? If we get Fangoria to report on you being haunted, people will look at that and think, they're a, a spooky movie magazine. There must be a spooky movie of this, and then one will get made. Synergy. Mm-hmm. Is the movie called Synergy? <laughs> sorry. Oh, I think that's so funny. Just a picture of me, and it just says, Synergy. With a ghost behind me, like, gonna get you. Wouldn't it be fun, though? Wouldn't it be fun for you yeah. to, in the middle of the night, be woken up by the gentle, soothing sounds of a ghost? Like, you're, you're asleep in, the, in your bed. That's you doing, like, little snores. And then you wake up, and I'm there on all fours, hunched over you, my face an inch away from yours, right, with flour all on my face, and, like, shoe polish around the eyes for to do spooky dark eyes. Um, red lipstick on for spooky red ghost mouth and then I just go I mean what I'm taking from this is you wish you were dead and all you had to do was bother me and that's like your whole (laughs) new life like okay earthly responsibilities gone corporeal form gone if someone if someone were to ask me if someone were to ask me, what is your dream? What is it you want more than anything else in life? I think it would be to be dead and to bother Jonathan in the night. Oh, well, I mean, that's an eternity gig. Yes. You're always in work. I think Casey Affleck made this movie. I'm Don't kidding. be silly. Casey Affleck was the person in the hockey mask who used to hang out with the turtles. <laughs> Rattle my chain. Rattle my chain! You have to rattle my chain. They have no physical form. How are they making sounds? How are they vibrating the air to make a sound? It doesn't add up. Uh, poltergeist. They can throw things around and they can put a keychain on the end of their dinkle and say, rattle my chain and get you to pull on it. 
I want to know the science. I've seen I, it. You've seen it. I don't. How how are they doing that? I don't believe that they're real. Um, I'm thinking like duct tape, or I can get like a, a rubbery keychain to just sort of put it on like a cock ring. I know. See, how... don't think I haven't thought about the science of how to haunt you with my keychain knob. Rattle my dream. They can't be real ghosts. I mean, when you die, maybe something comes out of you, but everything physical that was in you is doesn't work anymore and rots away. Oh, stuff will be coming out of me because I've got to fill your bed up with scary ectoplasm. It's all, it's turning, I mean, we did an episode already. Come, about, Jonathan. I think that one was me was a ghost. Come. <laughs> you weren't as... You weren't quite as direct in that one. I'm, I wasn't as direct in that one, but I'm very erect in this one. This is true. Let me ask you a question, Jonathan, and this is kind of important. Uh, do you think the bedroom or the kitchen is the better place for us to put the potter's wheel? Mm. What? Those are huge. <laughs> I, uh, I guess the kitchen, but I won't be able to kitch. I won't be able to cook in there because... Uh... Well, you won't be able to cook in there anyway because I'm haunting in the kitchen regardless. I'll, I'll have flung open the fridge door and I'll be throwing chicken salad out of it. Just knocking chicken salad and milk off of the shelves in the fridge. Like what a poltergeist would do. And I'll look you in the eyes and then you'll have to chase after me with a broom and go, Get on out of here! Get on out of here, you no good ghost! <laughs> Why would a ghost? Why would a ghost care about a broom? What? The... <laughs> I'll scrabble around on all fours, going. Well, you're battering me with a broom. Just get on out of here! And then I'll I'll run out your house, run down the stairs, run into the alleyway next to your house, and I'll just start kicking bean cans up and down the wall. As a ghost. Oh yeah, kicking bean cans against the wall of your house, <laughs> just going. Boo! I'm coming back in there. So the, the the negative repercussions, the 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 attempt to apply a, a punishing reinforcement did not work. Hitting you with a broom did not get you to be like, I guess I should stop being a ghost. You thought it's, it's not me throwing chicken salad about. You just don't give up. You're you're relentless with this. You you want you want to do it. It's what you want to do. I can't pass on unless I've accomplished my task, which is to bother you forever. <laughs> Don't ghosts usually, I mean, I don't believe in ghosts, but if I did believe in ghosts, I would believe that there was some event that was an injustice or some sort of uh, reason why they, like you said, they, they need to stick around before they pass on. They need yeah. to protect someone or they need to right some wrong. No, I, I think that's Quantum Leap. Th that's true. Yeah, and, and that's sort of a ghost story, Quantum Leap. I guess Quantum Leap is kind of like a body possession ghost story, isn't it? Big time, yeah. They just didn't think people would go for it because ghosts aren't real and everyone knows it, but super science. So what you're saying is everything I do in your house, coming in your bed, making you yank on my dick, uh, throwing chicken salad around, kicking bean cans up against the wall of your house at all hours, all of that will be fine so long as at some point I look into a mirror and say, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds right to me. Yeah, that all checks out. That all checks out. Mm -hmm. The haunting of Jonathan off road rolls. Is there a Ziggy? Yeah, Ziggy said I've got a. Ziggy said I've got to go into your house and watch you when you're asleep, on a rocking chair that makes creaky noises. You know, if it helps, I could put on like a shimmery jacket and you know tap on like some weird plastic thing every so often. Smoke cigars. Oh yeah, yeah. You're you're that guy. You're the other guy. Yeah. 
I'll be the spooky ghost, and Conrad will be Al. Oh, that's his name. Yeah. 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 I'll do that to prove I'm a ghost as well. That was the Quantum Leap theme, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Michael Field's Quantum Leap theme. Yeah, it's very good. Why aren't you famous yet, Jonathan? Sort it out. Not working. It's not working out. I, I was hoping after our last episode I would get my 100 followers back. Yeah. Did not. I got some new followers, but I lost followers too, so it sort of evened out. What if you were a hairy-handed gent who ran amok in Kent? <laughs> I don't see it. Uh, well, if we, if we glued barbershop hair to your hands, took you to Kent, England, and then let you just run amok. Uh, woo Jonathan of London. Oh, the werewolf. Yeah, you could be Jonathan of London. But it's just, people think a hairy-handed guy is a masturbator, chronic masturbator. Well, or... I never described how you'd be running amok. You'd be running amok and slinging your muck. It's just really, people are doing it all the time. There's whole whole cam services for this now to see a masturbating man. It's uh, Okay, that's an interesting uh, road you've no, taken us down, Jonathan. No, I didn't. Jonathan, how familiar are you with the business strategies of Chatterbait.com? Not very. I've, uh, I was watching a movie called Bad Moms where a guy is masturbating in it and someone else is masturbating too. That's all I really know about it from what I learned from Bad Moms. Good. So long as everyone was masturbating. I mean, we didn't see it, but it was implied. And then the Bad Mom, who is uh, Mila Kunis... Oh, yeah, Mila Kunis. Oh, yeah, 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 from Black Swan and other films. Yeah, she was like, why are you masturbating? And her husband was like, just goofing around. And she's like, are you in love with a woman who's on the other end of that cam? And he said, yes. And then the movie um, continued from there. That's all I know. If jerking off to things online means you're in love with them, I'm in love with a lot of stuff. <laughs> And I'm just going to use the word stuff. I'm just saying, if I went to chatterbait.com, right? If I went on my nightly sojourn to chatterbait.com and I'm seeing this, to be honest, quite intense slab of beef on the screen. That's you, Jonathan. This hairy, moist slab of beef in a mesh tank top. What? Gyrating and dancing in a small squalid bedroom with like dirt up the walls and bacteria. Wow. Just just to give it a real like like dirty, sexy, sleazy atmosphere. Um, you're kind of in a in a public toilet with a webcam on a laptop. If you were in a public gents lavatory, um, quite a well trafficked one. And you were wearing a mesh tank top, put on your mesh tank top, and little jean shorts that are like really sure and you had your your arms up over your head and you're doing that little dance where you sway your hips and then crouch a bit and then get back up while swaying your hips and oh. some music was playing i don't know something along the lines of dirt 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 yay yay i think i think i would find that erotic Baby, I did send you a picture of me looking strong because I thought maybe Jim will let me wrestle with him because I've heard you've been wrestling or at least uh, 
you're involved with wrestling. And I thought, man, that would be fun. So we're talking like a, a log haul truck stop bathroom stall, right? Oh, absolutely. I want to wrestle. I don't want to be sex man. I'm not sexy, but I am Look, beefy. If we send you into a trucker's rest stop bathroom <sighs> in a mesh tank top and play Dusha's Year at full volume at four in the morning, you'll get into some wrestling. <laughs> you think so? And it'll be on a webcam for everyone to look at it. And they'll be like, right, well, I arrived here in the hopes of a quick orgasm, but I'm also getting a top-notch wrestling show. I don't I don't know if I'm... I, I, I know I'm big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Er, than your average guy. I'm bigger than most guys. You're, you're what I would call a hunk. I wouldn't. I, I'm, I'm husky. I've been told many husky times. Husky hunk. That's your wrestling no. name, husky hunk. I was thinking I would be more like, um, you know, the... Uh, the copy guy, you know, like fixes the copier. Or yeah. The, the rug installer. Well, we can have that. Like, you can come in in overalls at first, and you're like, I'm here to fix your photocopier, and then whip off those overalls, mesh tanks up, jeans, you're done, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm mundane. Freaky I'm very... Constantino on Chatterbait in a trucker's rest stop. I'm so boring. I'm so not hot that you could see me and believe it for a second. If you if you try to sell me a sexy, it's gonna it's gonna bomb. You see, I, I I disagree, and you keep you keep throwing around words like meaty and beefy, and all I've got in my imagine now, all I've got in my imagination now, is you walking into a meat locker. Oh. Yeah, and 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 you're in one of those like full plastic, uh, you know, like suit oh, yeah. things with the face mask and the you know hair net thing that you know go it in there and you walk in and there's a you know just an empty hook there and all of a sudden you turn around and you whip off that plastic cover that just it shreds about you to reveal you in a mesh tank top and some very very short shorts just a well marbled hunk of slab oh, not a mil- well marbled I'm not, I'm flabby still. And then, I'm like, to really hammer it home, to make it sexy as fuck, I'll stagger on in in the background wearing a lady's face and hair with a chainsaw going, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey did that once, and he did okay after that. I'm just saying I saw that in probably the hottest porno I ever saw. What? No. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's not a. That's not a. That's a. That's a horror movie. That's what? A, 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 it's a little funny sometimes. It's not a porno. It's so uncomfortable. No, no. It's um. Oh. A family of cannibals. Oh. Um, oh, is that what they were? <laughs> oh, I've. Yeah, there's the the grandpa who's like, come on, just get get get, get a little bit, get a little bit. And they want to like put a bloody finger in the grandpa's mouth because he likes to suck human blood. It's very disturbing. To- Toby Hooper. Oh, I've got to revisit the last few bouts of onanism. I think I've made a mistake, Jonathan. I, th- I tell you what I've done. I tell you what I've done? done. Right, I've mistaken Texas Chainsaw Massacre for an erotic film in the same vein as The Red Shoe Diaries. So you, you're, you're really talking about a nonengasm. Mm. Nonengasm? Yeah. What's a, nonen, what's a nonengasm? It's a cell phone, whatever it is. It's a cell phone? Too? I've, yeah. <laughs> We're just word salading it up. I have no idea what these words are doing next to each other. Nonengasm, cell phone. 
No, onangasm. Onangasm. Yeah, like onanism. Onanism. Okay. <laughs> so this guy named Uncle Funny's Chuckle Barn, who goes by Crossan Bitch, on Twitter, has been sending me direct messages for months now. I think he started in the spring, and you'll just say, Jonathan, the silly gnome. You go out in public in a gnome costume and you do gnome things like I don't know, chase people with a shovel, sit on a big mushroom, giggle a lot. That was in the spring. Then in June, Johnny baby, please become a gnome. I'm begging you. I would like to see you as a gnome with a little white beard and a little red hat. Me and Conrad behind you going in every wish and dream and happy home. You will find the kingdom of the home. Whoa, it fits. see. What is a gnome, though? Well, everything I know about gnomes comes from the TV show David the Gnome. Very good show. But if I remember correctly, they dress a certain way and are short. Yep. yep. That's it. There's no, like, elven magic or... They have no halfling, like, powers. You got a little red pointy hat. You have to smoke a pipe. Full of some good hashish drugs. That way you'll t- you'll find it easier to talk to the animals. You'll wear a red pointy hat. We'll get a little white beard for your face. Uh, like a blue tunic. And David the Gnome in the cartoons, the beloved children's cartoons, was an animal doctor, not a vet. He was a, he was a fully licensed doctor. So I think... Once we dress you up as a lovely little gnome and give you um, give you a nice pipe full of the good hashish drugs, uh, then we just send you off into the forest with a doctor's bag and you go perform surgeries on owls. You just chase them about with a scalpel, going. <laughs> it's not surgery. That's I'm here for. I'm here to give you your checkup, Mister Owl. <laughs> Oh, there's a badger over there. Better check your scrotum for lumps. Take it seriously. Because shame, shame is what causes testicular cancer more than anything else, Mr. Badger. Don't be embarrassed. Give me your balls. <laughs> why, am I so, why, why am I so happy about this? I just, I, just, I love it. I love my work. I think another thing to note about gnomes is that they're whimsical. Oh. A human's an animal. Just because you're wearing clothes and you're in a Denny's eating pancakes doesn't mean a gnome can't burst in saying, show me your balls! Show me all your genitals! So a gnome is just a roving doctor who isn't tall. Yeah, sort of sort of a, a mystical, magical, whimsical doctor who will kick violently kick open the door of a Denny's with a doctor's bag full of scalpels and dildos. And you just say, I'm here to look at your genitals. Don't be embarrassed. That's what causes half the problems. <laughs> Give me your pancakes. And you'll just like, help yourself to a handful of pancakes off people's plate. Payment for my services. Oh, thank you very much. And I'm, th- I'm high-pitched like a demon because that's, I mean, <laughs> like David, a demon, David the like gnome, a gnome was just like the guy from Happy Days or something. He wasn't a, a squealing uh, terror like that, I don't think. Well, I think with gnomes, there's a couple of ways that you can go with it. Like, if you're 
concerned about this joyful route, you could always go jolly, right? Oh, yeah. Is that jolly? Yeah, you come strolling in. Yeah, come in jolly. Strolling in there like, oh, ho, ho, I'm coming to check your balls. <laughs> oh, ho, 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 ho. Trousers down and panties off. It's time to show Jonathan Gnomes your little sacks and scroats and holes and all. There's no shame in it now, boys. Oh, wow. That's, I thought the first one was scary, to be honest. I'll be filling my doctor's bag with all of the syrup on the table. Maple for me. It's how gnomes get their sustenance. So all I eat is maple syrup. I'm a doctor only of genitals, oh, yeah, yeah. and I demand <laughs> display. I'm not a doctor only of genitals. I am a doctor predominantly of genitals. It's like we always say among the fair folk, bollocks first. <laughs> Bollocks first, they're always the worst. So the, the, the fairies and spirits and imps, their saying is, they, they, they all get together. They, they meet each other at the town hall and they say, Bollocks first, and like handshake. And... Bollocks first, they're always the worst. Check them for lumps and scrumps and glumps. <laughs> they're always the worst. <laughs> yes! <laughs> But don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed by your horrible genitalia. I don't judge. I'm a gnome. We care not for such things. I'm going to go on all fours now and crawl under the tables. So I'm shaming them into being ashamed of showing me their genitals. Yes. Yes. So they're too embarrassed because they don't want to be one of those people who's too afraid to do it. So then they do it, and then I just doctor them up. I just I apply a doctor to them, a doctor them. You over there, you over there eating a moon over my hammy. Mm. Are you in possession of a penis or a vagina? Either way, it's disgusting. But the fact that you're embarrassed about how disgusting it is, that's what makes this old gnome sick. Now I'm gonna go under the table and give it a sniff. Oh, oh, smells rotten. Smells like crab in the sun. I'll tell you what, we'll spice up your life. And then you get one of the syrups that you've put in your bag and you just squeeze it between their legs. Whoa, syrup crotch. That's Cover the stink, do it with a wink. That's how the fair folk do. It's going to really get some yeast uh, potential. There's a lot different infections and growths you can get from just a sugary sloppy, sticky stuff, substance like that. It's, it's very dangerous for the genitals, I think. The hotter the yeast, the better the feast. That's how we do <laughs> That's how we do in the forest. And every time you say that, I, I just think, and every wish and dream and happy home. <laughs> oh, yeah. Commercial. Like, I'm imagining you looking exactly like David the Gnome as you do this. As you help yourself to bottles of syrup and crawl under people's tables, sniffing at their crotches. It's a, it's a terrifying prospect. Synchronize your watches. I'm sniffing at your crotches. That's how we do in the forest. The justification. Like, he's, he's entering the world of man. He's, he's yeah. explaining to these humans that, wow, your technology or your electricity and your, your motorcycles, you don't understand. We of the forest... We have a different way, a better way. But then it's that way. Then it's, it's just a terrible <laughs> sexual assault. It's not just... It's doctoring! <laughs> the best thing about being a gnome is your ways are different. 
You can't question me, I'm a gnome! The fair folk are wise and mischievous in their ways. What is this you've got in your hand? An electronic phone, dare say? You mean to tell me you can operate one of those? You have the power of a rocket ship in your hands, but you can't give your gruntle a good scrub? Something to think about. Something to really ponder, right? <laughs> so much shaming. This gnome, this gnome makes people feel terrible, terrible about himself. And then he just does whatever he wants because they're too ashamed to stop him. He's a real gaslighting demon. Well, I mean, it's, it's just, it, it's so, I, I can see his point. Because, you know, you're spending all that time looking down at your phone. Your genitals are just past it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just past it. You're not seeing the forest for the trees. How do they, how do we know that they, they, they probably have clean genitals, though? And I'm just saying they're not clean to get, to get them. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Every single scrap of genitalia out there is always dirtier than it was a second ago. It's just generating filth as the seconds go by? <laughs> yes! That's what, that's what people do. Not like the clean folk of the forest. Every second of every day, madam, <laughs> your filth patch is getting dirtier. It's accumulating rubbish! <laughs> to lead off with madam, because he's respectful. He, he means no disrespect <laughs> with us. But her filth patch... <laughs> Generating rubbish, yeah, just like yeah, a, yeah. like a, a dis- gotta address that filth patch. It's important. Right, everybody, get your vaginas and assholes out. <laughs> it's time for Doctor Gnomes to get on in there with a little bit of old-fashioned forest magic. Wink, wink, and you tap your nose. Tap, tap, tap. Old. Oh, he's getting into like an old wizened figure now. Old forest magic. Tap, tap, tap on the nose. Bend over. Spread your legs. I'm coming in with a... (laughs) With a shaken up bottle of Sprite. And that proves it's from the forest because that's where Sprites come from. What I'm going to do... What I'm going to do, sir, is I'm going to... Shake up this bottle of of mystical Sprite from the forest. And then I'm going to take the bottle cap off and shove it up your ass and give it a good old proper clean. They'll be lining up for that. I only went into this Denny's for a pancake. I'm leaving with the cleanest bollocks and arseholes and vaginas in town. With the the fully sugared, carbonated, (laughs) incredibly uncomfortable... Substance to have any in any orifice, even the mouth, it can sting a bit. But you want that pressure to really get along the walls. Wow. Yeah, the bubbles clean. The bubbles clean it. Ugh. Yeah, they get all underneath and lift up from the surface. Scrubbing sugary, very, very, uh, like insect attracting. Yeah, well, you see the scrubbing bubbles add. Right? This is this is a soda pop. Yeah. This is a sugar, full sugared soda. We're You're very about. obsessed with this sugar element. It's Sugar is pretty dangerous. Everything wants to eat it. Oh, I'm Jonathan. I'm too good for sugar, even though it's natural. Gives you gives you cavities. Uh, I got a cavity. I had to get it filled today, like a little, little baby. That's how sugar will get you, right in the teeth. Unbelievable. You go to a you go to an expensive professional to get your cavity filled when I've been offering to do it for free. It was very uncomfortable. Uh, my my face still hurts. A bit. Uh, I'd have been gentle like a like a midnight lover. <laughs> While filling a cavity. Oh yeah. I mean, how do you do you know how do you know how to do that? 
fill one? I'll give it a fair old go. It's not. It's very complicated. They had to like. I've seen Little Shop of Horrors. They got a dentist in that. I was just thinking about that because, of course, I was at the dentist, and Bill Murray's character loves dental pain in that. Mm. Get tortured by Steve Martin's character. That's what happens. Yeah. But that's pretty different than real dentistry. They like put a little tarp in my mouth, and they like had to set up like poles in there to create a little structure in order to cover my f- mouth from the stuff they were doing to my mouth. Jonathan, what if you were just sick everywhere? Like throwing up? Yeah. That's popular. <laughs> That's always funny. It's funny? Yeah, yeah. When I'm vomiting? Yeah, in the middle of the street, in a busy high street, if you just staggered in front of people and just said, look, I'm going to be sick! And we put that on the internet, I don't know. If Netflix saw that, they would turn that into a special. One, one thing that is going to happen, and I wanted to, to let everyone on this show, you... And you, Conrad and Jim, and anyone who might listen to it, because I need help with this. If you really want me to be famous, if you really want to help me do this, you got to help me do it with this part. Somebody's sending me a hat. They're sending me like an old country hat. I get a lot of weird emails. I don't know if you get emails like this. But they say like, hey, where's Sally's hat store? We want you to review our hat on your web blog. Because they, uh, they know I've got a web blog. And I responded and said, I can't write about this hat for the web blog because it's a video game web blog. But if you just send me a hat, I will wear it and review it on my Twitter page. I will just wear your hat. And they said, coming right up. So the hat's coming. And when it gets here, I need people to, wow, I need you to get the word out. I need this to be like a, a grassroots campaign for everyone to look at me wearing this hat. Otherwise, I'll never get another hat. Can, can you help? Can you help me with this? Can you get behind it? So anyway, we'll give you some tweezers to lift any penises up by the foreskin if they've got them so you can have a good look at the underside and say, God, I thought it was bad on top. The hat is coming, for real. This is real. This is, could be real. Oh, everyone's coming, Jonathan. <laughs> every second of every day is despicable. Just please help me become a hat reviewer. Yes, yes, Will. Is how I can get... There's some famous people out there and some of them might have gotten famous by reviewing hats maybe i'll be the first i don't know i promise you this if you start reviewing hats i will support you really yes absolutely it's something because i'm gonna start reviewing hats like this weekend what, what kind of hat is this that you're being sent i don't even want the hat um, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's like a floppy woman's hat like a like a straw hat kind of uh-huh. Uh, somebody else I know wanted the hat, so I'm like, I can get you a hat, but then I have to review it afterwards. It's a woman's hat. And they said, yeah, give me that hat. And I'm like, will you help me review it? And they're like, no. I'm like, oh, well, this is lose-lose for me, but I, I better do my best. So I'm not even getting to keep the hat. It's not even for me. But I still want to do my best, you know? I want to review this hat. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So a few shirtless picks just yeah. to start. I don't know if that's what they want. Yeah, floppy sun hat, big, cheap sunglasses, like the thick plastic framed ones, maybe with like a a neon earpiece of some variety. What? Like like I'm like I'm tech savvy? I'm up for full on shutter shades. Mm. Shutter shades shirtless with a jacket that you've got slung casually over your shoulder as you look off into the distance. Wow. And your pants, I would like those undone a bit. Wow. 
Yeah, just the top button. Just the top button, I'm done. Sounds hideous. And then I want written on your chest the word meat. And I want that written in meat. So write like a, with a meat pen, or can I just cut out strips of meat and put them... Do I have to shave? You know I've got body hair. Do I need to shave that? Or No. No, you might want to leave the hair on there. It'll help the, the meat to adhere. Yeah, it'll stick on the way a fly's legs stick to walls. All right, so Velcro body meat hair. Uh, you could, uh, I don't know, maybe get a ground meat of some kind, uh, something with a little bit of a fat content so it sticks and holds together a little better. I mean, to be honest, the hat idea is great. Don't get me wrong. The hat idea is great, but having looked at these photos in my mind, I really think your future may lie more in in, in meat modeling. <laughs> if you were a meat model, Jonathan, you could model some meat, Jonathan, are you a little meat model? What does that mean? If you're like fully nude, fully nude, and you're lying back on on the on top of a piano, and you've got ground beef chuck all piled up on your on your sensitive region. And then in bacon and sausage links, you've just got meat written across your torso. So... With a slice of salami hanging out your mouth. That's to get people to want to eat meat or wear uh, Yeah, meat we can get different butchers to send in their cuts. And then I wear it. Yeah, I've already got a butcher interested. No, you, you couldn't. Yeah. You... you, you who? Why? Why would they be interested? What? What are the? What are they interested in? What do they think is going to happen? Sammy them? Buggery, Sammy Buggery, my local butcher. He definitely said to me once, "Oh, I want him naked and sitting on me chops." Me? He he knows who I am, <laughs> yeah. Sammy Buggery. Yeah, I showed him photos of you. I said, "Look, here's a here's some photos. That one you sent me that you said not to send people. That right, one, keep I it secret. You said keep it a secret, even though you're really proud of how muscular you look. I was like, well, I'm." I'm proud as well, and I want to show my local butcher. So I went up to Sammy Buggery, the butcher, and I said, here, what do you reckon? You're, you're into meat. What do you reckon on this piece of prime beef right here? And he went, oh, fucking hell. He went, oh, tell you what, he could take his pants off and sit in my dinner. <laughs> and he wants you to do that. He wants you to take your pants off and sit in his dinner. Oh, I normally like a bit of gravy on my chops, but I wouldn't need it with him. He's enough seasoned for any man. It's uh, it's gross, because, you know... I'll be honest, it's not really meat modelling at that point. It is someone who just wants a man to sit in his food with his pants off. So a lot of ideas have come in from the, 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 the Twitter followers. Casey Explosion, I, I don't know if, uh, if she listens to the show, but she thinks I should um, do something with furries to get famous, which makes sense. You know Casey Explosion. Jim. Yeah, I do. Yeah, cool, cool person. Yeah, out there, on and the I agree. Do something with furries. Yeah, we've already glued barbershop hair to your hands. We just have to carry on the process. Then you'll be you'll be the hairy everything to gent, and you can run a muck in Kent, furry Johnny, mother's favorite furry Johnny, running a muck, which we've already established is public masturbation in Kent, England, the 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 Garden of England, Jonathan. Just a. Uh, uh, Body hair. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon, right, the people of Kent, England, the Garden of England, would love that. If they're like, come here, come come to Bexley Village, where we have the hairy-handed gent. Who knows whose backyard he's going to be in, masturbating up against the trees? 
Oh, stop slinging your jelly at me, Conifer. And they come at you with a broom. And they, they sweep you. Get off my trees! Stop rubbing your balls on the trees. And you go, ee, ee, and scuttle away on all fours. They could set up a real swift tourist trade there for people, you know? Like, have safari trips. Mm. What? Where people go out in Kent seeking out. Get them, like, in little golf buggies. And they can drive around Bexley Village mm-hmm. looking for you. They catch you, you know, tossing off next to a dumpster. They can throw glass bottles at you. It's sort of like Yoshi's Safari. It's exactly but... like Yoshi's Safari. But I, I just want to point out uh, uh, Jonathan of London I said and I'm stammering over my words I'm struggling to come up with uh, co- coherent thoughts I said so just a, a, a body hair and your response was yeah yeah body hair like I say so many things on the show and dead silence or or telling me I'm no wrong but if I just say body hair you're like uh huh yes yeah I'll be yeah. honest we're on board that is how I hear you in general it's like, <laughs> body hair <laughs> <laughs> penis <laughs> semen yeah it's a little bit like the the parrots from peanuts except I pick up on keywords yeah my brain is so finely tuned Jonathan that I can pick up the most important details of anybody's sentence and discard the rest as pointless noise. You get the message. Say a sentence. Jonathan, say a sentence right now. Sure. It was raining very hard a couple days ago, and I was soaking wet by the end of the day. I had no umbrella to protect myself from the rain. All right. Hard and wet. We can work with this. (laughs) And soaking. (laughs) It's terrible. Striker Slash just says Lion King. Going along, it's funny. Oftentimes the listeners who are not listening right now because we don't record this live, they know what we're going to be talking about. You were just talking about a safari of some kind. Striker Slash, who's vengeful queer on Twitter, wants me to be the Lion King somehow. Can I do it? I mean, we can can put a crown on your head and push you into a big cat enclosure. I, I don't know if you'd have a long career, but you'd be popular on social media for a day. I would. As, especially if we periscoped it. Do the kids still do periscope? Or is it TikTok now? It's TikTok now. Yeah. TikTok yourself in a crown in a lion enclosure at the zoo. Just issuing decrees. Well, you do Old Town Road in the lion enclosure. Yeah. I still haven't heard that song. I heard it's all right. I heard it's pretty good. Yeah, I heard it's fine. It's not bad. Listen to me, lions. Let my proclamation ring true across the realm. I don't think you'd need much more than that because I think the rest of the event will take its own life. Well, they... they, And I am the event, and I am taking my own life. They wouldn't... No, the lions would be helping. They might not try to kill me. They, If they're well-fed, I've heard lions can be very mild. They're pretty chill from what I heard. Yeah, uh, so I might survive. I hope so. It'd be all right. I mean... I mean, you'll be a king, so you will be demanding loudly their respect and maybe bonking them on the head with a scepter. Tony, I don't know. They don't even know each other, these listeners, but they've got like a hive mind. They're all connected. Sam Jinx, whose Wooloo Appreciation Squad on Twitter says, a theatrical production of Cats, but better. A one-man, <laughs> you, production of the hit 2019 movie trailer where you become a jelliful cat covered in dog fur. Transgressive, says the New York Times, and vomiting gelatin onto the audience for 2.7 hours. So they're they're with you with the vomit. They're with you with the cat. Mm-hmm. They know you. They know and they feel you. And they want to be with you 
Oh, these ideas. Do you know what I know, Jonathan? What's that? I know that Willem Dafoe is a very talented actor. It's true. Just what, what, what? One more, one more. At V stands for Virgil. I don't know what that means. Says, how about you become a, a cat and Jim and Conrad in dog costume chase you down the alleyway? They're, they, they're, they're not even talking to each other. They're all thinking about cats. How is this, how is this real? I know that Willem Dafoe is a very talented actor. He is. He's a great actor. And I've been talking with his, with his management to try and get him involved in some movie projects. They've not gotten back to me. I, I wrote an, on an envelope, Willem Dafoe, parenthesis management, and put a letter in an envelope and like flung that out my window. I assume it will get to him. I trust the mail. He's very... I don't think he, I don't think he picks, picks his roles that way. He does anything. And he'll certainly do this, because I've got this idea for a movie that will showcase his talents beyond compare. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's called Cop. I think you did this one once. We did, but it was on a podcast that never went out. So I'm doing it again, and I'd, I'd thank you not to bring this up. <laughs> sure. My mistake. Cop. Now laugh as if it's the first time you've heard that. Cop. Cop. That's a good idea. That's, wow. Thanks. That's original. <laughs> <laughs> it's set in the far-flung future of 1986. It is in Detroit, Motor City, Place of Cars, and somewhere you go to make political statements in your films and games and books. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe plays Billy Murphy, the best cop in Detroit. I'm the best cop in Detroit! If I see someone committing a crime, I'll hit them with a stick! Then they will do it again! And it's true. He sees Daniel Radcliffe roughing up some old lady. Just, hey, give me your money, you old bastard! And she's like, no, I'm an old lady. It's that one who played the old lady in Game of Thrones. And then Willem Dafoe's like, ah, shut up! I'm going to hit you with a stick! And he smacks Daniel Radcliffe so hard his head comes off. Wow. Boosh! That's really mean. That's the sound of his head going through the, through the air and into the gutter. It's the far-flung future of 1984. Police, police brutality has been voted in favour of by the American public. They love it. Can't get enough of it. Terrifying. Like The Running Man, another movie that takes place in the future. It is exactly like The Running Man. But he's supposed to be the hero, right, to Phobocop? He's already killing a beloved actor. Yes, personality. but he's a cop. It's okay. I mean, that just makes sense. Police are there to enforce laws. Yeah, by any means necessary. People like Judge Dredd. They look up to him. I thought he was a parody, Judge Dredd, sort of, of how bad it's going to be. It was sort of a cautionary parody. Well, you keep you keep listening to this movie pitch. The penny will drop. It'll all make sense. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. He's infiltrating a gang hideout. I'm infiltrating a gang hideout! I gotta be quiet! Come with me, viewers! He says this directly to the camera. Come with me, viewers! <laughs> there is an evil gang in the hideout. Eating so many drugs. And Ellen DeGeneres is their leader. Ellen DeGeneres is their leader. Oh, I'm Ellen DeGeneres. And I'll tell you what, I fucking love drugs. I'm going to eat all the drugs. And then I'm going to go out killing women. What? Wow. Why would, why would Ellen do that? Going out killing women? Ah, Ellen DeGeneres has gone too far this time. 
Ellen DeGeneres, I'm gonna hit you with a stick until you promise not to do those bad crimes no more. Oh yeah? Well, we see how good you are at hitting people with sticks when we shoot you to death with guns. What? And then they all shoot him to death with guns. Jeez. Blow his arm off, blow his leg off, get him in the eye a bit. End of movie. Dead character, dead main character, the cop is gone. You'd think. You'd think. But after after Ellen DeGeneres and her gang, which includes Brendan Fraser and Kit Harrington, um, once they're done clubbing the twitching remains with their shoes and fists and packets of drugs. They're just battering it. It's just he's on the floor. I'm dying of guns. And they're finishing the job with shoes and packets of drugs in their fists. And then you've got Brendan Fraser. She's I love hitting someone with a big bag of cocaine. It's my favorite thing in the world to do. They they leave him for dead and he's on the floor. Now I am dead. Fades to black. But then we hear a voice. The voice of none other than Charles Dance from Alien 3. Oh, yeah, great actor. This cop is dead, but I will bring him back to life with technology. Technology that will make him part machine, part thing, and all of the police. All of the police? He's going to replace all of the police? With a robot, yeah. With one robot. Defobo cop. Makes sense to me. Willem Defoe comes out covered head to toe in tin foil. And he's, he's the best new cop. He is part machine, part thing, and all of the police. All of it. Goes out on the street. And he goes back to the gang and he finds Brendan Fraser first, who is menacing children with a spider on the end of a bit of string. And he's flinging the string at them and flicking it back. And the kids are going, ah! spider it's probably poisonous too i bet probably a black widow what do you think about that and then he hears stop creep it's me da fobo cop and then brendan fraser looks right at the camera and says da fobo cop but you're dead yeah well i'm not now i'm gonna stop you i'm gonna stop crime the way da fobo cop does and then out of his leg comes that iconic Defobo cop weapon, a skateboard. The skateboard comes out of his thigh and he grabs it in his hand. He says, I'm gonna put a stop to your spiderous menacing with skateboard tricks. Throws the skateboard down on the, on the floor, jumps on it, does all of the tricks. Ollie, 360 spin, Ollie. Damn, that is someone not to be fucked with. And that, how does that, how does that stop? That's just, he's just showing. Ali! Just... He yells it as he does it. Ali! 360 spin! Another Ali! Then he looks right at Brendan Fraser and says, Your move, creep. He's gonna just get shot. And then, and then Brendan Fraser says, Oh, God, it is my move, creep. This is a lot of pressure for old Brendan Fraser's character. Okay. Give me your skateboard, kid, or I'll menace what? you with the spider again. And then one of the kids who's got a skateboard, they didn't in the previous, so they've got it now, um, hands him the skateboard and he says, right, it's my move. Gets on the skateboard, slips, breaks his neck. Wow. That's the, that's the end of that criminal. 
So it was all a trick? Defoe Bocop was trying to get Brendan Fraser to break his own neck? The skateboard trick was itself a trick. Wow. It was a skateboard, skateboard trick trick. That's why it's part machine, part thing, all of the police. Ellen DeGeneres is on a balcony, on, on, the, on a phone saying, Oh, I'm doing some crimes. And then there's um, a big chalkboard behind her that just says crimes, double underlined. So you know she's serious about the crimes. Oh, yeah? You think twice about the crimes that you're gonna do. And then Ellen turns around and Defobo Cop is there and he pushes her and there was a skateboard behind her the whole time and she falls off the balcony into some black slime. Cause Detroit is like bad in the future from economy. Right. And so the river, Detroit River is now just all black slime. That's just commentary. It's just like the blob. Yes. Well, to really hammer it home, uh, satire now happens. You said earlier, Jonathan, that you wasn't sure, like, like, isn't Judge Dredd supposed to be a parody? Well, this is the part of the movie where satire happens. Oh. Now, I will be perfectly honest with you, in the speculative script we've written, we haven't thought of any satire. We've just earmarked about 30 pages and just written satire on each one. And if we can't think of anything before it goes to production, then I think we are just gonna have like a solid 15 to 25 minute block where the word satire is just on the screen. Well, I have been kicking around an idea for this and I don't know if it's gonna work or not, but I thought that maybe we could show some of the like corporate evil that is infecting and allowing all of this bloodshed to happen. We could center uh, all of it around, you know, like scenes just like in a bathroom, right? And we have an executive, uh, and and we'll cast uh, like um, I don't know uh, uh, Eminem. Eminem would be great for this, right? Oh, oh, Marshall Mathers would be a perfect fit. The rapper, right? And so he's in the bathroom with other executives. Says, "Oh, you know, this Defoe cop is bringing in big margins." And then he goes and looks at himself in the mirror and just starts vomiting spaghetti. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That way, people watching the film would say, ha, nailed the sucker. Like the satire? Exactly. Yeah, they'd be like, right, I wasn't too sure about Defobo Cop until I saw Roman M vomiting spaghetti into a bathroom mirror. And, and bits of the spaghetti like, bounced off the mirror and hit him in the face again. Ugh. Wow. That's it's a, good. It's, a, it's really... It's good. So Eminem is like retching up spaghetti for like, uh, again... 15, 20 minutes. 15, 20 minutes. That's the entire satire. It's just 15, 20 minutes of... Just an endless stream of spaghetti coming out of his mouth. Cuts to the Black River of Slime. What? Little did we know that it is all pollution and shit. And that makes people mutants and monsters. As we know from films. A black slime-covered hand bursts out of the water and grips the riverbank. Another one bursts out, black and slick and oily. A big Ellen DeGeneres head with big white eyes and a long tongue comes out and just goes, we are Venom DeGeneres, and comes out and it's fucking Defobocop versus Venom DeGeneres for three minutes, just enough time before the joke gets old. <laughs> a three minute fight scene between those two uh, titans? Yes. They're tough. Yeah, they're just throwing punches at each other, just each one in turn saying Defobocop or Venom DeGeneres. Defobocop! Venom DeGeneres. Defobocop! Venom DeGeneres. I think there's about three minutes of mileage out of that satire. I mean, I think the, the fight scene in They Live between Keith David and Rowdy Roddy Piper was more like ten minutes. 
And they only said, put on the glasses. Put them on the glasses. I won't wear the glasses. It was just that for 10 minutes. They did great. Well, I was thinking what we might do is, is because th- people might not be all that satisfied with a three-minute fight scene, mm. but it really can't go on longer than that. So I thought after three minutes, we just cut in the fight scene from They Live, but with Willem Dafoe's face and Ellen DeGeneres' face kind of plastered over the middle of the screen. I don't quite know how to um, track that. Oh, the superimposing there. So I thought if I just had their photos of them just in the middle of the screen while the fight happens, people can put two and two together in their minds and just imagine their faces on Rowdy Roddy Piper and Keith David. Totally unrelated, but I actually do want somebody to make that, but with Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. Oh, now that's satire. Oh, <laughs> yikes. So that's, uh, that's the capper? Yes. The Venom Generous and Defobo uh, Cop. Yeah, and I'm stopping it right there because I was desperate and scared the whole way through that. You pulled it off. I want to draw a fan art of this now. I, I think everyone listening wants to draw Venom Generous versus Defobo Cop. I hope they do. It's definitely, um, I think it would look good on a T-shirt, probably. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to sound like a salesman, but I'm pretty sure someone would wear that as a T-shirt. Do you feel more famous, Jonathan? Uh, yeah. I mean, a little. There's hope. I have some hope. Little by little, gave you everything you ever dreamed of. I think the T-shirt might sell. I think the hat modeling might uh, be a hit. Um, the hat modeling is interesting. The meat modeling, I'm all in favor of. Yeah, I don't know how strongly I feel about the, the hat modeling. Yeah. The ghost, the ghost thing, though. I still think there's a lot of mileage in you being haunted and devastated, Jonathan. I don't know if, uh, if I have the kind of... I mean, I don't have sex appeal, but I don't have every man charm either. I have, like... You have some man appeal. I, I am a man. Yeah. I am. I look like a man, for sure, so... I have that man appeal. Like, it's that man. Uh, what is he doing in here? Get that man out of here. That's my appeal? I'm not sure if that's what um, people want in a ghost story. That's only because you're not dressed up as a gnome yet. <laughs> then I have gnome appeal? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that Uncle Fucky's Chuckle Barn, what's he called again? He's called... Pardon my French. I didn't mean to swear so much this episode. Uncle Funny's Chuckle Barn. He's going to be thrilled that his gnome idea was at least considered. And I'm sure he will never send me a Twitter direct message about it again because he's been totally satisfied. Oh, yeah. No, this this guarantees that this is the last you'll ever hear from this individual. Yeah. No, why would anyone do it now? Basically, you reading out what fans sets you, uh, sent you sends a really good precedent for them to not do it. Yep. The message is very clear. Very strong. Yep. Yeah, because it's already been done. Yeah, like, oh, I've, I've read some stuff out. Leave me alone. I'm going to end this podcast now because I've run out of ideas and energy. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Well, you've done a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Six out of ten. Tell me what the matter is. Tell me what the matter is. Boston's Favorite Son was performed by Jim Sterling, Conrad Zimmerman, and Jonathan Off-Road Rules. Editing and production by Justin McDaniel. The intro music is Freak Out by Chainmail. Road Rules Northern Trail was an insipid show that shouldn't have happened. Get 
goatfuck.com. Everybody benefits from a goatfuck video, right?